Hello, and welcome back to The Social Disease. I'm Jasper. And I'm Bridget. And today we are finishing Degrassi Junior High Season 2. This went so fast. I can't even believe it. (laughs) I mean, it was, I wouldn't say it was an eventful season, necessarily. (laughs) Jasper, season one was, it dragged. I needed anything but season one. Yeah, season two is definitely better. Season three is definitely where I think the show really gets going. Yes, and then we switch to junior high after that. Or not junior high, Degrassi, senior high. Yeah, and that those are like top tier Degrassi seasons for sure from what I remember. Oh, yeah. And that movie at the end? Yes. <laughs> oh, that was so, that was like so perfect. I'm so excited. But until then, we're still on season two (laughs) yes this episode is i mean it's mostly joey and friends joey needed something though he didn't really have much in the first first go yeah but now like joey is like officially the main character of the show starting now that's true i would agree with that yeah i'm just looking at the notes like his the number of episodes where he has a plot is like eclipsing everybody else he's very popular yeah and that continues throughout the rest of the series, I think, where Joey is the main character of the show. Yeah, I feel like it kind of mostly has to do with the fact that Stephanie doesn't really have much this season, like we said. Yeah. So, so Joey kind of took her spot. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, gotta compensate somewhere. Yep. But before we get to Joey, we unfortunately need to deal with some decently heavy topics with regards to Lucy and Susie so yeah in this season Lucy and Susie both get harassed by the substitute teacher Mr. Colby so content warning for that so let's just get into it so we could get it out of the way love that idea yeah (laughs) so early on in the season Mr. Radich is out of class after some surgery that he had so Mr. Colby subs in the whole class takes a liking to him. Like we mentioned earlier, Melanie says that he's sexy. Lucy in particular takes a liking to him when Mr. Colby is giving her lots of good grades. He praises her class assignments specifically because he likes that she is so vulnerable in her assignments about missing Vula and the fact that she's lonely with her parents not being around very often. Lucy likes the attention, but her friend LD they're like doing a makeover kind of hangout at Lucy's place, I think. And LD tells Lucy that she finds the all the attention that Mr. Colby gives her pretty suspicious, making Lucy pretty mad, saying like, oh, there's nothing wrong with Col- Mr. Colby. He's pretty cool. One day, Mr. Colby asks Lucy to stay after school to help him with something. And when they're alone in the classroom, he starts touching her inappropriately, saying like, very inappropriate things towards her about how she's so mature, blah, 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 all the classic grooming behavior. Fortunately, Wheels is also after school because he's getting extra help from Miss Avery, and he's like at his locker or whatever, so he notices Mr. Colby touching Lucy through the door. So he walks in to stop it and is just like, hey, Lucy, what's going on? So... Lucy takes the opportunity to get out of the situation, fortunately. And the next day, LD apologizes for kind of being weird about Mr. Colby. And Lucy kind of acts like 
nothing happened. And especially when Wheels tells Lucy that he could like give a statement that he saw something happen if she wants to. But Lucy just kind of denies that anything happened. And that's the end of that first episode. Towards the end of the season, we check back in with Lucy. She is still having nightmares about this Mr. Colby touching situation. And it's kind of causing her to kind of fall behind in her classes. She's shirking all of her responsibilities that she has. Even though as part of her, I guess, community service for shoplifting last season, she has been volunteering at a daycare where she has kind of developed a kind of friendship with Susie's sister. Around this time, Mr. Colby comes back to substitute for Miss Avery. So he's back around the school again, and this stresses Lucy out. Uh, however, once again, everybody in Miss Avery's class takes a liking to him, and he ends up helping Susie out with the yearbook because Miss Avery was in charge of the yearbook and such. Lucy is like doing photography for the yearbook or something, so she ends up going to the yearbook club after school and sees Mr. Mr. Colby there. When she sees him, she runs away, and Mr. Colby chases her throughout the school and basically threatens her to not say anything like, oh, what are you talking about, Lucy? Nothing ever happened. So because of this, Lucy then tries to warn Susie about Mr. Colby, and she's like, oh, he's nice, what are you talking about? Until that afternoon, after school, Mr. Colby starts touching Susie, so Susie runs away when he does this, and she runs to the daycare to grab her sister, and Lucy puts two and two together with Susie being stressed, so... Lucy tells Susie that she, that Mr. Colby did the same thing to her, and she kind of convinces Susie to report him with both LD and Wheels coming forward as witnesses to report it to the school secretary to stop it from happening to anyone else. Unfortunately, we don't get any follow-up to this, but we never see Mr. Colby again, so I guess he at least got removed from Degrassi, if not arrested and, and put in jail, as he should. But yeah, that's how the storyline ends. Yeah, hopefully he went to prison. It's very yeah. much giving. I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but I know you do. Pages Man's vibes. Mr. Oleander? Yeah. <laughs> Except like way creepier because these girls are significantly younger. Not yeah. that it was okay that Paige experienced it, but this was like a whole level of wrong. Yeah, like at least Paige liked him, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, the grooming in that sense was like different than this because this is just this man was straight up in his late 30s, early 40s and was being creepy towards eighth grade children. Yeah, I think it's especially notable, especially with the Lucy situation, that he noticed that Lucy was vulnerable because of her assignments where she was writing about missing Vula and the fact that her parents aren't around. Right? Yeah, he, like, picked up on it, knew exactly, like, oh, this is the perfect uh, victim. Yeah. So This makes very... me so sad to talk about this. Sorry, keep going. Yeah, it was very notable that he used that and then was purposefully nice to her and singled her out to make her feel good because he knew that she was in a vulnerable position. Right? Ugh, so gross. I also feel like this was... This kind of falls into the similar thing that I feel like TV shows do a lot, or maybe if Degrassi has already done, but they put a lot of pressure on like the first victim or the victim that they kind of cover for. So like Lucy, for example, now that it's happening again, 
it's almost like Lucy you have to say something where it's like it was Lucy you have to say something then because like what if something else happens to somebody else and it kind of just they followed through on it which is kind of weird because usually they're like oh if you don't say anything like what happens to someone else and then you don't usually see it or they drop the plot or whatever but this time they like actually did it do you have an example where they didn't tell people about it no not off the top of my head but I feel like it usually if they do something like this and they're like you have to tell someone I don't know Degrassi's not known for telling people things I feel like for really important things like this they usually end up telling an adult eventually well like for Paige and Oleander they didn't tell anyone they just got caught yes and the same with like Sav and was it Mrs. Oh. Doe? Yeah. Didn't tell anyone. And that's the thing. I guess they don't really, they didn't see themselves as victims in that case. Yeah. But I guess like with Tristan and Mr. Yates, Maya did tell somebody. True. That blew up in Maya's face, of course. But <laughs> And I guess this is a little bit different, but if we want to go back to like with Wheels and um, Kathleen and how Kathleen was, they were like you, or not Wheels, sorry, Rick and Kathleen and Rick was like, you should tell someone. And she was like, okay. And then like, we never found out if that actually happened again or anything. I know that's not the same as like another person could be hurt kind of situation, but I would say that kind of falls into it. Yeah, I guess they are like, they're sending the message that you should tell somebody, which I think is usually the best course of action. I agree. But I mean, this this kind of shows that like Lucy didn't say anything and now he's back and he's doing it to somebody else. So, which obviously is the whole plot, so. Yeah. I also think that it's notable that both Lucy and Susie are black girls. Like, I don't know if that adds an extra layer to it that like with Lucy, at least there was the the he knew she was vulnerable from the school assignments but Susie didn't really give any indication that she was struggling so I don't know if this was intentional or not but the fact that both Lucy and Susie are young black girls if that was like a notable point that they were maybe trying to imply I mean maybe I don't really know maybe it was because they're an even more vulnerable community of people Yeah, that's what I was maybe thinking, that Mr. Colby is, like, just that creepy that he preys specifically on Black girls because they're more vulnerable. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I could could see it, because it's almost like, who would you, would you believe them? That's, that's, like, the hard part, where it's, like, he wants to probably pick someone, too, that people are less likely to believe, even though I would definitely believe Lucy. She's so smart and, like, serious and everything. Though I guess she does have the reputation of stealing. True, so but that... I, did he know that though? Well, not not him. I'm thinking like, like the administration, for example. Like if Lucy just came forward and it's like, oh, Mr. Colby touched me. I could see the case where it's like, oh, Lucy is a thief. So she's dishonest. And oh my God. So she's just making these accusations. That would be sad. Yeah. But fortunately, they had both LD and Wheels to help them out, like especially Wheels. I think that was very big of him to not only stop the situation, 
when he saw Mr. Colby touching Lucy, but to then say, hey, I saw this happen and I can back you up. Right? Yeah, that was that was really big of him. Like, honestly, he didn't have to do anything not to be, you know, negative, but he really didn't. Like, I feel like if it was Joey, I don't know. Do you think Joey would have, like, said something? Well, like, specifically with Joey, you just made me think of when he saw Rick literally get beaten up by his dad. And he alluded to it to the secretary. Yeah. So he didn't say anything, but he was questioning whether he should say something. Whereas Wheels was just like, yeah, I'll I'll tattle if you really want me to. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So I think Wheels being the guy who saw it and everything was good. And I really respected him for it, for just doing the right thing in the moment. No, the better thing would be to freaking tell an adult. Yes, for sure. But they do. They do end up telling. They do. They do. I was curious, though, specifically with Wheels, that I feel like part of the point of both Lucy and Susie getting molested was that, like, don't be alone with a teacher in a room, right? But Wheels was alone with Miss Avery getting tutoring in the same exact episode. And Miss Avery is also, like, very physically affectionate with her students, too. Yeah. I don't know if this is maybe a product of the times, but they didn't really point out that the same exact thing was happening with Miss Avery. Like, of course, Miss Avery isn't a predator, but... Like, I feel like part of the point with Mr. Colby was don't be alone in a room with a teacher, but with Miss Avery also being alone in a room with wheels, they didn't really notice the irony of that, I feel. Which maybe I... was like the female teachers aren't possible to be predators point, maybe. That is the... Like, I know Riverdale has Archie have a affair with his teacher and they frame it as this like super cool thing you know of course they do like we said sav and miss O. right yeah so i think that if we were to look at like the way that you are with the don't be alone with a teacher in the classroom kind of thing i think it is a product of the times like women teachers it's just it's just so un i don't know quote unquote uncommon like it's way more common for like creepy men to want to be teachers and like hit on young girls versus like women and honestly like it's kind of true there have been more men fired that I know of in a school that I might be associated with for doing shit like that than any women like no women have been fired for it mm -hmm. so I think it kind of falls into the stereotype of it but I also think that I don't think the agenda they were pushing was don't be alone with a teacher. Really? I, I, didn't, I didn't pick up on that at all because they're always alone with Radich. They're always alone with Miss Avery. Like there's always someone that they are alone with. I just think that the more of the push is like, be aware, like, is this teacher that you don't really know physic like physically touching you? And like, are you, are they asking you personal questions that are inappropriate? Like, I think that was more of the take on it. 
I don't think the being alone in the classroom was. I mean, it would have been cool if they did like his door was closed, but all the other teachers were always open. Like then I could like get in, get behind that. Yeah. Maybe my point was more that Miss Avery is also physically affectionate with all the students. Like she's hugging them and like touching their shoulders all the time. Yeah, which I don't agree with either. I don't think that's something that you need to do as a teacher. But if we're going with what Degrassi has implied about her being a lesbian woman who's like in a relationship, I think there's kind of that underlying like, oh, it's more trusting whereas like this guy I don't even know if he's married like I don't know if he wears a ring I didn't notice well wasn't Mr. Colby trying to relate to Lucy by saying I'm divorced so I'm lonely too there it is yeah okay so the man's single so I think that's kind of what they were going for too I totally agree though I don't think Miss Avery should be anywhere near as touchy because we don't know if she's actually in a relationship like we don't know anything about that but not that that matters about touching your students. <laughs> like, I remember, no. like, I'm just thinking about when you and I were camp counselors back in the day. <laughs> it was like, when we were the kids, you know, like, we were allowed to hug our camp counselors and piggyback rides and stuff. But then when a couple years later, when we, when we became counselors, we were advised, do not hug your kids, do not give piggyback rides at all. You're not allowed to touch your campers at all. Well, you remember why, right? No. Because the counselor drop kicked a kid. <laughs> no, that was that was before. That was like within the same amount. Of, that was like the same time. Well, yeah, it was like the same time period. But I feel like the don't touch the kids wasn't because a counselor kicked a kid. Yeah, that was literally why. That was like the same week. <laughs> it was like the next day. No, but like hurting a child is different from like giving a piggyback ride yeah well because he kicked the kid they were like you can't do anything like you can't push the kids on the swings you can't help them like you can't touch them at all because like this counselor just kicked a kid so we are like on full like mode because i remember i was a cit still i don't even i wasn't even a counselor well i guess my my main point was just that the 80s it was more acceptable to be physically affectionate with the children but in these days it's like you can't like hug or do anything yeah I think it's probably for the best honestly yeah, for sure. <laughs> and it's also a lot different now with social media and things can be just taken the wrong way but I do think that Miss Avery not having a target on her back for doing any of those things is because she's a woman for sure. Yeah. yeah, that was the point I wanted, I was mostly focusing on, that, like, Mr. Colby and Miss Avery have slightly different, or, like, have similar behaviors. It's just Mr. Colby has bad intentions, whereas Miss Avery doesn't. Yeah, no, I totally agree. So, yeah, definitely hard episodes to watch. I'm glad that both Lucy and Susie didn't have anything worse happen to them <laughs> I'm sure it could have gotten a lot worse yeah no definitely definitely could have been worse if things weren't stopped but especially when Mr. Colby was chasing Lucy through the school I was like oh my god please stop this I know oh my god that was so ridiculous like how is this man even allowed back do they not have cameras in the school like I couldn't even imagine if someone had seen that 
on a camera at some point and was like, what the hell is going on? Did they even have cameras in the 80s? I know. Good question. Yeah, do you have anything else to say about this? Like, overall? Yeah. I think that it's one of those plots that they have to do when you are creating a TV show based on middle slash high school. And I'm kind of glad that they did it because Degrassi is a little bit, Degrassi tends to be like, okay with that kind of stuff, unfortunately, in the future. The teacher slash student relationship thing. Yes. Like there aren't as many, there are like no consequence. The only person that really had a consequence was like Mr. Oleander. And that was because they actually like showed what happens when you have an affair with a student and you like legit want to be a teacher. And that was even, like, a little shoddy, too. Yeah, like, it was still, like, you wouldn't, I mean, you might lose your teacher license, but I don't know if you're whole, if you're gonna become homeless and, like, (laughs) or whatever he was doing. Yeah. Selling weed, something. Whereas Miss O continues to work at Degrassi years after she hooks up with Sav. Mr. Gates does get fired, but we never get a follow-up to that, (laughs) so. That's true. I forgot about that yeah but yeah nope that's this is a very fitting plot I'm not surprised they did it I think they did like an okay job I don't always love the like guilt like I said of the first victim having to be the one that it kind of falls back on to like say something but in the end they go to the principal and say something right as yeah. a group okay yeah. that's what I thought good Glad that they actually told an adult. Proud of them. Yeah, how do you feel about how this affects Lucy's development, I guess? Like, Susie... Susie has always kind of been a B character up to this point, and she doesn't come back after this season, so there's not really too much to say to her other than she was, like, Caitlyn's kind of fun friend, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's why I, I was making the point about maybe Mr. Colby targets Black girls, just yeah. she's the only other black girl and they really could have done it with anybody else but for lucy being one of the main characters last season she had the stealing plot and i guess they kind of the stealing plot and also absent parents is kind of her deal mm-hmm. so how do you feel about how she develops from that in this season like does she though does this like impact her in any way yeah that's what I wanted to talk about like realistically no like that's what I was trying to think I'm like is this a trick question because it doesn't if anything it kind of just nothing nothing happens like I don't I think I could have skipped this episode and I would never have known that this would have happened to Lucy yeah like I don't think it's ever referenced again or that it affects Lucy's feelings about herself or anything like we really only see her have the nightmares about it in the second episode to like show how this experience affected her but we don't really see how it affects her behavior or anything like that no not really so okay glad we're on the same page about that yeah (laughs) okay wheels yes so wheels doesn't have too much basically his arc this season is he is getting extra help from miss avery to not fail the eighth grade (laughs) 
So the first episode is um, he, Miss Avery, Mr. Radich, and his parents, or I guess maybe not him, but all of the adults decide that, Ms. that Wheels needs help in class. So he ends up getting glasses because he's been getting headaches in class. And he starts getting after-school tutoring from Miss Avery. And they also just kind of have the consequence that you're not allowed to be in the band until you get your grades up. So Wheels gets kind of upset when Joey and Snake find Simon to replace him as the bassist in the Zit Remedy. And then, as we just said, while he's getting tutoring, he ends up seeing Mr. Colby touching Lucy and helps her out. That's kind of the first plot he has the last plot is the last episode of the season is that he feels pretty confident going into his final exams but when smarty pants nancy is talking about the exam afterwards and talking about all the answers they got he's like oh my god i got all the answers wrong i'm gonna fail and i'm gonna have to repeat the eighth grade however he does find out that he passes and he <laughs> ends up comforting joey when joey does not pass that's kind of his arc of the season that he gets extra help and doesn't fail. Yeah, Wills uh, didn't really have too much in this season, I would say. I feel like yeah. he wasn't really around that often. Yeah, not much just for himself anyway. I think he's around in the context of Joey and Snake and the band. Right? But I guess, I don't know, I feel like he had more last season. Well, I guess because he was also kind of seeing Stephanie. Yeah, and he had the adoption plot. Right, okay. Yeah, so I guess the extra help is, I don't know, good. I, it kind of is showing how, like, Wheels is trying to get himself in a better place. And it, I feel like it kind of mirrors, like, how Joey is doing, like, absolutely nothing to do that grade-wise. And then when Wheels actually doesn't fail and is successful and Joey ends up failing, it, I feel like it just kind of like show. I don't know, shows both sides of it. I'm not, there's not much to it. Sorry. I'm like no, trying I, to I agree. Like, it's mostly that with respect to Joey, like you just said, like what's interesting to me is that it seems that Miss Avery and Mr. Radich realized Wheels wasn't doing well. So they reached out to his parents and they made a plan. So why didn't the same thing happen for Joey? <laughs> if he was doing so badly that he ends up failing right that's kind of what I was thinking I wonder if it's partly because Joey doesn't care and Wheels cares but I don't even know if Wheels cares that much it sounds more like his parents are going to be on him about it and whereas like Joey's parents aren't on him about it yeah I'm not sure it kind of felt a little contrived though I guess now that I think about it they did say when Mr. Radich was telling Joey that he flunked didn't he say, like, you can go into the eighth grade based on your marks, but we don't think it's a good idea because you didn't do that great. Like, you only just passed. Yeah. Is that what it was? So maybe that's yeah. it, that Wheels was actually going to fail, whereas Joey was coasting by. Yeah, which would make sense. So, like, if you're, like, looking at a kid's grade and, like, you, they only need a 65 to pass and they've gotten a 65, 65, 65, 65, it's like, what are they, there's something wrong, like, there's definitely, like, something else going on, 
but in the United States, we have like the no child left behind. So it's not really much of an option to be like, this kid is going to be held back anymore. They don't want that. <laughs> so here I'm, it's, it's definitely interesting. Like I think from the standpoint of this child is going into high school next year, they're just getting by. Maybe they don't want kids to drop out. So it makes more sense for them to retake the eighth grade, get that footing in them. And then when they go to ninth grade, they're more mature, more ready, like understand the content more. That's like from an educator's point of view. I think that makes sense to me. What doesn't make any sense is like, where have been like any of the failing warnings for Joey? Like where has been like the meetings, where has been like the, you are really close to not passing, like that stuff. Right. Cause they, they show that with wheels. They show that when Mr. Radich checks in on Stephanie when she is in her depression era. Yeah. Who else do they do that with? I don't know. But like they they show this teacher checking in thing with other characters. So it's weird to me that it doesn't happen with Joey. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, this wheel segment kind of ended up being about Joey. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't surprise me though. Because that was kind of like mostly the concern. I will say though, the if we want to go back to like wheels for a second with the glasses thing. The amount of times I've looked at a kid and been like, are you squinting because you don't wear your glasses? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, why? And they're like, I don't like them. I'm like, too bad. <laughs> like, you can't see anything. I, I had to get glasses because in sixth grade when I couldn't see the chalkboard. <laughs> so I, I understand. I had to get glasses in second grade because I couldn't read the board. And our teacher was like, oh, you don't need to remember the page we're on. I'm writing it on the board, but I couldn't remember. So I like saved the page in my book and I got in so much trouble. She was like, I wrote it on the board. I'm like, I can't see. <laughs> yeah, so. it, it was actually crazy though, because in sixth grade, I would I was getting consistent Bs like for the first half of the year. The minute I got classes, straight A's. <laughs> and then the, wow, the story of uh, Valedictorian Jasper is born. <laughs> Just classes things. Just see, I'm gonna tell my kids that I'll be like, you know what, my friend, valedictorian, he didn't wear his glasses and he almost wasn't the smartest kid in the school. Well, unfortunately, wheels does not go down that path. Yeah, even with glasses, wheels still need some help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck Nancy though. Being like, oh, I didn't I got this and you didn't. I was like, bitch, shut up. Yeah, I I think that. If you're a student, you should learn early on that you should never trust what a kid says about it being right or wrong, because there's a good chance that they are also wrong. And then it's like, oh, my God, why did I get that wrong? And then it's all stressful for no reason. Yeah, we need to stop exams. That's my hot take. Like all of them? Most of them. <laughs> that is an interesting take. At least in the sense of like multiple choice, at least. Standardized testing needs to go. That's yeah, why I got for sure, for sure. Pushing that agenda on this podcast. Well, it is a podcast about middle and high school, so. That's true. Even though we don't talk about academics much <laughs> on Degrassi, it is still no. one of the most important parts of middle and high school. That's why we have wheels, so we can talk about the academics. Yeah. <laughs> But let's finish things off with Joey, with also Wheels and Snake thrown in there, because they are an iconic trio. There are. So towards the beginning of the season, 
we have Liz with just her bangs moves to Degrassi. And because of her her weird hairstyle, she immediately becomes a subject of gossip and rumors at the school. Stephanie calls her a sleaze in front of Spike. So this prompts Spike to go befriend Liz, which honestly more reasons to love Spike. Joey ends up being asked to show Liz around. And because of her hairstyle and I guess the fact that she wears tank tops, he deduces that Liz is sexually active and that he could that she could be his first time. So when there's a project in class, he asks her to be project partners and they end up going to Liz's house to work on the project. Before going to her place, he goes to the grocery store to buy condoms. And while he's at Liz's house, he like they're working on the project. Then he just stops and is like, do you want to have sex? So, of course, Liz gets very angry and kicks him out. And the next day, Liz is completely ignoring him. And Joey is upset because he, it turns out he actually liked her. <laughs> so very sad day for our, what would that be called? Liz, uh, Jizz, <laughs> Jizz fans. Take that back. <laughs> Lowy, can we call them Lowy? Lowy is better, yeah. <laughs> A bad day for Lowy fans. <laughs> okay, the next episode is where... The big bully at school, Dwayne, knocks Joey off of his skateboard outside school. So Joey starts calling him and his entire like group of friends mean names in the bathroom. And Dwayne, of course, is in the stall and overhears him talking shit. So Dwayne then challenges Joey to a fight the next day after school, causing Joey to have some nightmares about getting beat up. Joey tries to get out of the fight by getting some extra help with Mr. Radish after school. But Wheels and Snake guilt him into going to the fight so that he doesn't come off as a coward to the rest of the school. So Joey shows up, Dwayne gets some hits in and actually like draws blood and stuff. And his mom needs to bandage him up afterwards, actually. So Joey has a bad time. During this episode, we talked about this earlier, Dwayne ends up befriending little kid Scooter. But Scooter, seeing how, seeing the fact that Joey... <laughs> that Dwayne beat up Joey, gets mad that Dwayne beat up someone smaller than him, so Scooter drops him as a friend, <laughs> and Joey is still beaten and bloody. Okay, after that is Wheels is finally done with his tutoring with Miss Avery, so they could practice as a band again, because remember, his parents wouldn't let him be in the band until his grades got up. But now that Wheels is back, Snake has to leave, and it turns out that he has been taking private guitar lessons and he's really enjoying them. So he cannot practice with the band because he's doing his guitar lessons, which I think that's probably for the best for the band, I think. But Joey and Wheels feel some type of way about it. <laughs> um, next is that Joey keeps pictures of swimsuit models in his locker and Joey, Wheels and Snake have lots of fun objectifying the girls and rating them out of 10. LD, the feminist icon, sees this and gets annoyed that the boys are being sexist and calls them out for it. So the boys start teasing LD that, like, she doesn't look like a swimsuit model and such. LD ends up complaining to Doris, and Doris gives the impression that she doesn't care and that she won't tell the principal. So LD fights back by putting sexy pictures of guys in her locker to taunt Joey. Plot twist, Doris actually ends up searching Joey's locker. <laughs> so 
Joey gets in trouble, but Joey, of course, then tattles on LD. So both Joey and LD gets detention. The next day, Joey taunts LD about the whole situation, but LD decides to take the high road and stay unbothered. <laughs> Good for her. Okay, this is just a hodgepodge of lots of things that Joey does. Next is the iconic sleepover. Okay, this is actually a good one. So Snake's parents are going to a wedding over the weekend and leaving Snake home alone. So Joey and Wheels convince Snake to have a late night sleepover. So as soon as the parents leave to the wedding, Joey and Wheels pull through and they notice that Snake's parents left the car in the driveway and Joey wants to drive it. Snake, of course, says no. So the boys end up staying up super late watching movies. But unfortunately, Wheels has an eye doctor appointment that morning and they wake up like 15 minutes before he's supposed to be there. He has apparently put it off a lot. So his mom like really needs him to go. So since they're super late, Joey convinces Snake to take the car to drive Wheels and they barely make it there alive. <laughs> So they drop off wheels. Joey then convinces Snake to go to the diner to get some food where Snake notices the car gets dinged. So they end up taking the car to the mechanic, but it is $85 to get it fixed. And it's that is like the same exact money that Wheels has been saving up for an amp for the band. There's like some hullabaloo about Wheels getting there in time before Snake's parents come back. But ultimately, they fix the ding and they get home right before Snake's parents. But, plot twist, the taillight was already dinged a week before by somebody else. So the fact that the car has been fixed gives it away that they took the car. So all the boys get in trouble and essentially pausing the zip remedy for the next little bit. Finally, Joey and the boys are excited to play a live show at the first time at the graduation dance until Mr. Raditz holds him back and finds out that he only just passed, as we just talked about. So Mr. Raditz and his parents think it's best that he redo grade eight. So he's super sorry about himself, and he drowns his sorrows at the arcade, but Wheels comes through and encourages him that they'll still be friends with him no matter what, and that he should come to the graduation dance. So he ends up going to the dance, puts on a happy face about being held back, even saying that Caitlin looks so much better now that they're in the same grade, foreshadowing, and the Zip Remedy does their first live performance of Everybody Wants Something, just as Spike goes into labor. <laughs> just as Spike goes into labor. I'm so dead. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty iconic for your first show, isn't it? Oh yeah, for a teen to give birth at it? Absolutely. I mean, imagine, so for those not in the know, Bridget and I had a friend, had a group of friends in a band similar to the Zit Remedy, and they played at the local library. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that. So we had library band parties. So just imagine if somebody gave birth at the <laughs> library. <laughs> Honestly, I could, I could throw out a few names of people that could have been, but that'll be on our own time. <laughs> that would have been iconic, don't you think? Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. We'd be living a true Degrassi moment. Yes. Okay, so here's the thing. I don't... The whole Liz issue, because I'm going to start there, because that's like the first thing that you talked about, is horrible. I wish that after all this shit happened that Joey had no friends. And I really wish that Dwayne had kicked his ass, because the way that Joey 
acted around her was just like I couldn't believe they were doing this to his character because I did not think that he could redeem himself after and I know he's like a stupid boy but it's just it just wasn't cool yeah it was pretty disgusting it was too far for me I think it took it way too far I don't know what did you think well, yeah, the fact that he met this girl like two days ago and he's like, I'm going to have sex with her because she is apparently sexually active because she has a weird haircut. I was like, what? That's the thing. That's what it all comes down to is the fact that like he didn't even know anything about her and just assumed that she would sleep with him for no reason. Literally no reason. He never he didn't talk to her. He didn't like I mean, he did talk to her a little bit. But it just, I just couldn't believe he just jumped so far ahead of himself in this. I just was like, what is going on? Like, why didn't his friends tell him to shut up? Like, why didn't his friends, like, tell him that what you were doing is so wrong? Well, I think Wheels was kind of trying to talk him down, wasn't he? Yeah, but he didn't do a good enough job because Joey still did this thing. Well, when Joey has an idea, there's not much you could do to stop him, right? Yeah, I just, like, can't even believe that Joey was upset about it at the end because he actually liked her. Like, dude, what did you think was going, like, what did you think was going to happen? Yeah, like, especially after the whole Wheels-Stephanie situation from last season. I mean, that's why Wheels was, like, trying to talk him down, where it's like, it doesn't work, dude. (laughs) But, yeah, I just don't know what made him think this would work, why he even was like I need to have sex in the eighth grade like (laughs) nobody else he knows is has had sex I guess besides Shane and Spike (laughs) but yeah look how that turned out yeah look how that turned out (laughs) like it really just came down to like Joey is kind of what Stephanie was where Stephanie was like I want to be popular what's the way to be popular I'm gonna kiss boys what's another way to be popular I'm gonna drink how about pretending to have sex like all these things right and now he's doing it But I don't even think he's doing it for, I don't know if he's doing it for popularity, but I think he kind of is. I think he's doing it for bragging. Like if him and Liz had hooked up and had sex, he would have went to school the next day and told every single thing that was alive. He would have told the class snake. He would have told Mr. Radich. He would have went and told the principal that we don't even know what it looks like. Like he just would have, he didn't want to do it to do it. Or, sorry, he didn't want to do it because he liked Liz. He wanted to do it to do it and brag about it. Yeah, exactly. And that's why it's so gross. And I could not, like, why would we root for him after that? Yeah, like, he does feel bad about it, I guess. But that's only because Liz got so mad at him, justifiably. Right? It's like, what do you... Like, what did he even really feel bad about? He just was like, damn, I ruined my chance. Not like, damn, I shouldn't have, like, done this. Like, I shouldn't have spoken to the girl this way. I shouldn't have, like, pulled out a condom after not even kissing this girl and putting on the table and being like, want to do it? Yeah. Like, the most romantic way to approach this. Well, we see that he doesn't learn his lesson in the whole, like, locker LD feud. No, that's what I'm saying. It's like Joey is supposed to be this like lovable character. He's just like, oh, he's dumb. And he's just like, he just loves girls. And he's just like so silly. But then it's like, okay, he takes it too far with Liz. And then his entire locker is covered in porn. And then he fails the eighth grade. It's kind of like, what are we, what's redeeming about this? Yeah, I think 
it's like how everybody loves JT. Yeah. He's the short, cute guy that is likable because he's short and cute and funny. Right. And then he does weird things like pulls, tries to pump his penis when he's hanging out with Manny and then knocks up a girl and then doesn't stay with her but dates a girl who has a kid and it's just like oh god what is happening yeah so I feel like JT was never as awful as Joey was in these two instances right at least I don't think so maybe he was pretty I think, for Toby but I, I think the penis pump situation is as close as we get but at least he was actually dating Manny yeah <laughs> like that's where it's like Okay, I guess we can we can look not the other way, but Manny dumped his ass after that, so that was fine. Yeah, maybe like what was it when JT stuffed his shirt with balloons? That was pretty bad. Oh, that was that was when he was like making fun of Miss Hotzalakos, right? Yeah. I think like, JT and Joey have the same level of respect for women, which is like none. <laughs> right. Yeah, so but Joey definitely takes it so much farther here. And I guess yeah. Both Joey and JT were in eighth grade in those instances, I think. Yes. I think he might have been in ninth grade with the penis pump, but definitely the Miss Hatsalakos thing was middle school. Yeah, because he was still super tiny then. Yeah. But it's the fact that they're the class clown, short, funny guy. That is what makes them likable, I guess, to the audience and why both Joey and JT get so much even though watching it back as adults it's like this guy this child is a menace (laughs) yeah I don't know that's kind of why I was like if you just start with the Liz thing because that one was bad the car thing was super entertaining but it also was bad and then I also felt like Joey should just got his just got his ass kicked like even worse honestly by Dwayne I'm glad he did but (laughs) I don't know do you have anything else to say for Liz and him? They never talk again, right? Like that was uh, the one and done situation. Yeah, at least not substantially, I don't think. But how do you feel about Liz? I I remember watching through the whole thing and loving Liz. I for like I'm not sure if she I think she gets more in the next season, right? Mm. Yes, but I'm surprised you say you love her because she gets very unlikable later on. Oh, geez. I don't remember. I think I just like, I thought her hair was so freaking cool, first of all, to have no hair and then just bangs. Sick. And then, because first of all, bangs are like the worst part of hair. I feel like people who get bangs are taking a risk and she's like, I'm just going to have bangs. I'm like, that is like insane. But no, I like her in this because she's upfront and like friendly with spike regardless of the fact that spike is pregnant and i think that would draw some people away like you had said like i think we had this conversation where like socially it would be hard to be friends with someone who is pregnant mm-hmm. maybe or like there's like a hesitance to it right but liz doesn't really have that i think she kind of like asks like a question or two about it and then they just kind of move on yeah like definitely from this season I do like Liz her I do like her friendship with Spike and I mean her response to Joey was very 
reasonable even yes. regardless of anything else but I do remember we do find out later on that she was abused as a child which oh. also makes her reaction to Joey being so angry make a lot of sense also oh yeah I mean I would I would not even blame someone who wasn't abused for reacting like that I would absolutely act the same way if someone that you like you're trusting some guy to come into your house as like like that you're like oh he's kind of cute and like we're gonna do some work and then he pulls out a condom and you're in like eighth grade and you're like oh my god what is like gonna happen I'd absolutely be like get the hell out right so good on her for ripping Joey a new one what's your opinion on Liz this season yeah I like her so far does she do anything else besides the Joey thing I feel like she's just kind of hanging around Spike here and there yeah she's definitely around I was kind of disappointed because like I said I remembered being like I like her so maybe I'm wrong then I my or my opinion will change but as of right now even just from that one thing I think I was like I like her because she had the balls to be like Joey fuck off basically right I guess since we're talking about Joey's sexism do you have other things to say about the whole LD locker thing I think that it was I think LD had some balls for doing that for doing all of it for honestly for getting Doris involved which Doris really needs to start getting paid more (laughs) (laughs) like she seems like she's the principal in this town she's got all the money and everything but yeah I feel like first of all there's no way that it's allowed at school for you to keep inappropriate pictures like that in a locker let's be real there's no absolutely not so for Joey to be like gross or like be like mad about it and calling her like names and and stuff like that I'm just like what are you it's just another reason to not like Joey Joey's not at the top of my list this season yeah I'm I'm just sad that Joey and LD got the same punishment since LD was trying to make a point with her pictures yeah but she should have taken him down after she made the point that was on her on act like I don't think she deserved like detention like we said we know from her side of it that like she's just trying to prove a point and be you know oh look at this and this is exactly what you were doing like why is it different when I do it but then you have to kind of deal with the same consequences yeah she isn't fair I agree I'm with you I think that if anything Doris should high-fived her and let her go on her way because Doris (laughs) definitely knows how Joey is oh absolutely (laughs) no I I'm also glad that LD did it because I feel like of all people to do it it would have been either her or Lucy I would normally say Caitlin, but I do not think Caitlin would have hung up pictures of men in her locker. I think she probably would have just made a petition about it. Whereas I think think LD and Lucy were both people who would have hung pictures up in the lockers. Like for some reason, I don't know. That's just my take on it. No, that makes 100% sense. (laughs) (laughs) Right. What did you think about all this? Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, <laughs> I have the same feelings as you, really. Not much else. Perfect. Look at us. We're like killing it in the agreements today. What about the Dwayne versus Joey fight? I think, okay, so I'm trying to remember what started it. Dwayne knocked Joey off of his skateboard, right? Yes, and then Joey's talking shit about him in the bathroom and Dwayne hears him. Okay, so that's that's where it's kind of tough because, of course, Joey is going to talk shit about Dwayne because Dwayne knocked Joey off his skateboard. 
should he have done it? No. Do people talk shit? Yes. But the problem is, is that Dwayne is huge and there, there's no hesitance in beating Joey up. So Joey really should have been a little more careful about that one. But I mean, you know, I don't, obviously I'm not like people should fight. I don't, I'm not all for fights, but I do think that Joey needed to be humbled a little bit after the whole Liz thing. So I'm all for it. But did it humble him? No, uh, no, it didn't. If anything, it just scared him a lot. And then Scooter was just like, I guess, took his side. I don't know. That was really cute. I think we talked about that last time. Yeah. I was all for that. Yeah, I was mostly annoyed that everybody was telling Joey, Joey, you need to go because you'll be a loser if you don't. I think it kind of ties into what I was saying earlier about him wanting to be popular. Like, he cares so much about what people think. So much. Well, but in this situation, he was trying to get out of it, you know? Yeah, but he ended up following through because everybody was on him about it. Yeah. Like, if his friends didn't care, or if his friends weren't like, oh, this is a big deal, and were like, yeah, you could skip, it doesn't matter, he wouldn't have went. But because everyone was calling him, like, basically a little bitch, <laughs> he had to... He had to go do it because he cares so much about what other people think. Yeah. I don't think he cared a lot about what people thought in season one, but I think this season he really did seem to care more about what people thought. Why do you think that is? I don't know. I think they're kind of like replacing Stephanie because they already did that with her last season where she wanted to wear like different clothes and she wanted to date the cool guy I guess Wheels was kind of the cool guy I don't really know if you want to count him and she really wanted to be popular and now they already did that plot with her and she was like I don't want to be popular anymore and even though Joey's not like I want to be popular I think he does want to be liked by everybody all the time and he doesn't have a love interest besides Liz in this either like he was all over Stephanie in the first season and then that was that just completely went away so I don't know if now he has just like he wants all, all the attention on himself or he just doesn't have anything else to focus on. So now he's like worried about what other people think. I'm not sure. Yeah, I feel like, yes, he did have a crush on Stephanie, but not like seriously. Yeah, maybe it ties into the whole like she's getting popular. So it like would make sense to hit on the popular girl. Yeah. Whereas there's not really a queen bee in the season to like fawn over yeah so then now it's kind of falling back onto him and like what his friends think of him and since he's not chasing the popular girl anymore it's like oh well now I'm just gonna like have sex with some random girl or like I'm gonna get into a fight well now that one he didn't really pick <laughs> he kind of got dragged into that one well but what you just made me think of is like Joey is always saying we need to have the band because we need to be famous. Like I want to be famous. He doesn't want to have the band to have fun with his friends. He wants to have the band to be famous and popular. Yeah. And I could even, you could even say the same thing about the locker thing. Like who else has swim models in their lockers? No one. Now where's everyone hanging out? Joey's locker. So it's like attracting people to him because what he's doing is like it's wrong but they think it's cool same with the fight it's wrong but people think it's cool same with the sex it's wrong but people think it's cool so he'll do it yeah and 
the with the car as well that's yes oh my god I'm so excited to get to the car do you want to talk about that is that what's next yes do you have anything else to say for LD I don't think so okay this car thing stressed me out that entire episode I think I've ever been that stressed in an episode so far on the junior high I don't even want to say that for next gen or any of the other ones because that's not true at all but it was so stressful and also gave me some flashbacks to Craig's sleepover. Yes. <laughs> I knew you were waiting for, for me or you to say that part of it. Well, yeah, because that's a one-to-one parallel, really. Isn't it crazy how that works? Like, now it's at Joey's house that this is happening when it was Joey's idea and, like, this. It's the irony that Joey did it, but now... It's his child who's doing it. Right? <laughs> child. Oh my gosh, I love it. Yeah, no, I was a pretty big fan of this plot because it all comes down to Joey being the worst again, but this time other kids were dragged into it. Yeah, I just um, felt so bad for Snake. Like, he just wanted, he, he barely even wanted to do the sleepover. He was like, guys... We're, if we're gonna do this we need to clean up like right away we're going to bed at 10 that's it snake is such an adult he is like the dad of this friend group oh absolutely like when he's like guys i want to get better at, at guitar so i've been taking lessons so i can't hang out as much i'm like dude that's so cool he's so cute no, he was absolutely being a dad and he was not wrong in any situation at all. When Joey was like, we should take the car out. No, we should stay up late. No, do they anyway? Yeah. Do they spend all their money on pizza and snacks? Yep. <laughs> like, it's just such a classic boy sleepover. But what really got me was the fact that Wheels had that dentist appointment. I'm pretty sure it's what it was. I and know. that eye doctor and that he missed it twice before and he's like I literally cannot miss this which is so funny because you know he probably just overslept the last two times too yeah and like at what point is are his parents gonna stop making his eye doctor's appointments like on the weekend at 10 a.m like what is, uh, but I really feel like it was yeah like it was all Joey's fault it sucks that they had to use wheels's money to fix it when it wasn't even Wheels' fault that any of this happened. Well, was it Wheels' money or was it just money that the group was compiling for this amp? Well, it was the amp for Wheels. Because, like, why did Wheels have the money? Because he was going to buy the amp, right? Yes. Yeah, that's where I was, like, I was kind of unclear on whether, or it was unclear whether or not the money was Wheels that he had saved up for the amp for the band or if it was all their money combined and wheels just was going to get the amp i wasn't sure but it felt like it was wheels's money even though he was more than willing to like give it up to fix the car i don't know but it it, it did stress me out with like they were waiting for wheels to go to the car shop right there was that and then when they got home and they were they snuck out the back uh -huh. to get out and I really was like oh my god they actually did it until they get to Wheels's house and Wheels's mom is like so heard that uh you guys drove the snake's car or snake's dad's car but she like got there I forget exactly what she said leading up to it 
like wheels is wheels told his parents like oh there's a sleepover and like she just asked how's the sleepover and he was like it was fun <laughs> how and then was, she's like and then she's like how was the car <laughs> she's like why is the why'd you guys pay to fix that tail light on uh <laughs> mr snake's car simpson the og like, mr simpson the og mr simpson yeah no i think that was one of the best episodes in the season though in yeah. my opinion it was funny it gave some development to all three of the boys yeah i think snake needs more so it was kind of nice to watch him actually do something yes for sure how do you feel about the group's friendship overall part of me wonders if snake and wheels actually like joey they do get mad at him a lot well because he keeps doing stupid stuff yeah what does he expect but I really thought at the end of this episode that Snake and Wheels were going to be like, Joey, that was it. That wasn't cool. This was all your idea. We had to give up all of our money to fix this taillight that wouldn't have been broken if we hadn't taken the car because you were annoying about it. But they didn't do that at all. Like, I'm just curious what Snake saw with the ding if there was already a ding. Like, what hit the car? Or, like, did, did anything hit the car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, remember they were in the parking lot or they were in the diner yeah, when it happened? Yeah. yeah but like, so. was there not actually a ding or did he just see a car get close to his car? I think he saw the car hit the car. So it just hit the same ding that was already there? Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming that the taillight was probably already out and then this car hit the taillight too. So he figured, oh shoot, the taillight got broken like I think if if the taillight wasn't already broken because that was the whole thing was that when the wheels's mom was like oh thanks for fixing Mr. Simpson's taillight it had been out for a bit so yeah. like the taillight was already broken they probably if it hadn't been broken my assumption is they would have brought it there and then the guy would have been like there's nothing wrong with this someone tapped your car you're fine yeah but because the taillight was already out he was like well it's out so you owe me 85 dollars <laughs> So they just paid to cover this guy's taillight that he should have probably fixed earlier. Yeah. But in their group of friends, like I said, I don't think that Joey is super into like being friends with them. I think he wants to be in a band and he wants to be famous. But every time any of them want to do something to like when Wheels wants to better himself, when Wheels wants to get better at school. Joey's just like fine we have to find a replacement like fine wheels isn't in it anymore we have to do something like he's just so quick to be like bye wheels I don't care well I feel like when you're that young friendships are kind of fickle like that though yeah but wheels and Simpson didn't do that to like haven't done treated Joey like that yet well yeah like wheels goes out of his way to be like you're getting held back but I'll still be your friend Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, would it have been the other way around? I don't know. I think that Simpson, now I'm going to call him Simpson since we're back. <laughs> I think that Snake and Wheels are better friends to Joey than Joey is to Snake and Wheels. Oh, 100%. That's my take on their friendship. Yeah, absolutely. I do like them as a trio, though. Like, even though Joey isn't the best friend to any of them, like, I, it would be incomplete without him, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I think you're right. I think there's always got to be someone that's causing a little bit of trouble to make the group interesting. Otherwise, I don't think Snake would ever leave the house. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Joey is kind of the de facto leader. Yeah, for sure. That's why he can get away with doing as much as he does. Yeah. Well, would you say that he, like, manipulates Snake and Wheels to some amount? Like, kind of in the same way that a queen bee would? I don't know if he manipulates them. Well, no, I think you're right. I think he kind of does because he seems like the kind of guy who's like, oh, come on, just like do it. Just try it once. Like he's like the peer pressure kind of guy. Yeah. And I think he's very, he has no shame in telling them that too. Like he has no shame being like, you guys are lame if they're not doing something he wants to do. Right. But then they'll do it. So that fits into the queen bee category there. Yeah, so Joey is the OG Queen Bee. Oh, yeah. I think in this in this season, bee. Joey is the Queen Bee. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Bye, Stephanie. <laughs> yeah. Her, she has been th- dethroned. For real. Do we want to move on to Joey failing? Yes. <laughs> Though we already kind of talked about it. Yeah, we did. Do you think... That I kind of want to know what your opinion on this is. Do you think they would have held him back had they not decided to do like the ninth grade in the same building? Yes. I don't think the school cares about stuff like that. Well, no, because I mean, well, think about it this way. If they kept, if the ninth grade stayed in the high school and Joey failed and was held back, do you think they would have done like a back and forth? from the middle to the high school so by they do you mean like oh the Degrassi writers yeah okay the writers not the fictional school administration (laughs) yeah sorry yeah the the writers of Degrassi do you think that they held Joey back because they knew that the ninth grade was coming and it was like just something to do so you're saying that if they split between Degrassi High and Degrassi Junior High rather than Degrassi Junior High ninth grade version. Yeah. Well, I, the reason they did Degrassi Junior High ninth grade version version was so that they wouldn't need to have a second location. Right, that's what like I was even, thinking. Like, even for, regardless of Joey, because you still have Caitlin's class that are still going to be in middle school. Right, okay. So, I guess if they would have done the secondary location, they would have done it anyway because they still have Caitlin's class. Okay, so, and that makes sense too because we don't really see anyone under Caitlin's class, right? Because Arthur and Yick are in seventh grade now. Yes. And Scooter Scooter is in seventh grade, but he's he's young because he was pushed up. Okay. So then that makes sense. They had some leeway with someone to be held back and like Joey was the perfect contender for it. Yes. Interesting. Wonder like if if Wheels got held back. Like obviously the the twist is that the whole season Wheels was worried about failing. Then it turns out it's not Wheels that's failing, it's Joey. Yep. That that's kind of maybe what I should have mentioned earlier when we were talking about it that like the probably the writing reason why they didn't give joey help was so that they could have that plot twist of wheels is getting help so it's like oh will he pass will he not oh he passes but actually surprise it's really joey okay that makes more sense to me 
because like we had said we didn't really get many hints of anyone warning Joey or any him getting any help but yeah the plot twist is supposed to be that he gets held back and wheels doesn't yeah but I did didn't you feel like you kind of knew that was gonna happen the way that things were going because I did what do you mean like I felt like Joey was Joey was not going to pass based on the way that he was acting with towards the test and he was like I don't really care I want to play I want to go to like hang out with Liz and try to have sex with her like he had no interest in studying or doing any work and like we've seen that through Radich Radich like riding his butt the whole time basically and then him not studying for the exams and then sitting down for the exams and like barely passing them I don't know it wasn't like a super big shock to me when they were like you are being held back well yeah it makes sense like yeah. it's, in, it's in character for Joey to get held back I'm just not sure there was much like um well I guess it's the why did the school do things for wheels but not for Joey just like the logistics of how it ended up that Joey got held back right I'm trying to think of all the characters that have been held back because it seems like very much a a Canada thing but Joey was the OG and then we have Spinner and Jimmy even though Jimmy's wasn't academic but they still held him back well Spinner's wasn't academic either he got expelled (laughs) true Spinners probably would have been academic. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah. Um, Drew. I guess Drew, but he Fiona. Drew dropped out for a like month or two, so that's yeah. Fiona was in rehab. I guess Imogen is the one who actually failed. Yeah, but that also didn't make sense. At least with Joey, we knew that it was kind of coming because we knew academically he wasn't very strong. But for Imogen, we never saw anything with her grades, really. No, not until (laughs) she got held back. So we're up to like, what, six six characters? Yeah, I guess Dallas also kind of counts, but he like purposefully stayed back. Yeah. And then I think Jonah also got got held back, but that was mostly just to keep him in the cast well that's i think what they do most of the time i think that they do that because now joey has a whole extra year that he could be on the show yes for joey the purpose isn't to keep him on the show like all these other characters except maybe spinner and jimmy the purpose of holding them back a grade is to keep them on the show longer for joey i think the point is to explore him being in a whole new social circle moving forward that's so true yeah because i feel like a lot of the other characters were able to keep going in their groups because of it yeah like i guess we do see the held back characters make new friendships in their new classes but i feel like for example drew i still identify him more with bianca's class than claire's class and i I identify fiona more with holly J than with haiti you know yeah absolutely whereas joey like they already kind of foreshadowed him when he was like caitlin she's in my grade now she looks so much better like obviously that's gonna be a big thing moving forward right really like explore how joey being held back affects his friendships and his relationships with both his with both his old and his new friends 
absolutely that's a great point I think that should have been more of my my question was do you think that the writers kept held him back so that he could be on the show longer or for a different reason and your different reason sounds way better yeah well because we don't actually see well Caitlin graduates because she graduates early but the rest of her class we don't actually see her graduation we don't no oh like how does it work I think Degrassi High goes through Snake's classes junior year like that's where junior that's where Degrassi High ends then we skip a year we skip their senior year and that's the movie Oh, I think that's why I was confused because I was like, when did the movie happen then? Okay. Yeah, so we see them, we see Snake's class graduate, but we don't see Joey in the lower grade, like Kathleen and Melanie's class. We don't see them graduate at all. Mm -hmm. And I actually, I wanted to look up as to why that, what, like, did it just get canceled or what? I do want to look that up as we get into Degrassi High, but that's a ways away that's at a later date anything else for joey specifically he's he has so much he's the worst how about overall season what what are you thinking what are you feeling definitely better than season one as we already discussed Mm -hmm. um still pretty mid though yeah and like we had said when we first started recording this it's a little bit difficult to enjoy slash relate to this because it's so young yeah and I think Degrassi Next Generation did a really good job at making it more entertaining for people to watch not just the age group though what do you like that like I think watching even though the first season of Next Generation is definitely like, wow, these are some young kids. I think moving forward after that, it's still a more enjoyable watch than this is. And I don't know if it's because the script is different or because it's more of the time period of the 2000s or like you have said before, you feel more of a connection because they're kind of like our age at that time. Our generation of growing up, yeah, yeah. So that that would make more sense. But, but actually, you want to know the real reason? Do you know? Do you remember who was introduced in season two? In this? In Next Generation season two, Craig. Yes. <laughs> so what? What about Craig? Well, Craig, he comes bursting out the door with his whole parental abuse. True. And he basically changes the whole vibe of the show when he jumps on. That's such a good point. Yeah, you're so right. Because it goes from like just little high school drama things to boom. We are now in love triangles and we are pregnant and we have bipolar and we have like, it's like, I know it's like later on, but yeah, you're right. He brings the drama. Yeah. As much as I hate Craig, like he really framed the show when he joined compared to the more middle school plots of season one I agree absolutely that's such a good point that makes so much sense and then we also in season two get Marco and Ellie so Mm -hmm. they're icons in their own right you're so right we just that's the thing this just needs stronger characters and we'll get them eventually here we do they're still young yeah like next 
junior high season three has a bursting out the door plot. So I'm so excited. But that's for next time. That's for next time on Glee. No, wrong show. <laughs> that's what you missed on the social disease, a Degrassi podcast. <laughs> so yeah, thank you for listening. And we'll see you soon.